WEMF WEMF Radio This is WEMF Radio 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 WEMF Sweet Hey, I'm Pat B. I'm the Thriller Priest. And I'm just Johnny. And this is the Geek Town on WEMF Radio. Mm-hmm. Yo, hold up. Why am I getting like echoes and things? I'm still hearing. Yeah, I'm like, getting the two fam. Yeah, two. multiple voices, man. It's like schizophrenic, bro. I don't know what's happening. I'm going crazy, man. I can't handle it. I, I... Better. Got that on my system. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am Pat B. On the side of my right here, don't call to come back. He's just here for beers. <laughs> Jacob the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace. I was trying to get my beer, but Pat wanted to be all serious for some reason. Hey, man. It's a professional show. The uh, show in front of us. You, they have like a whole... I mean, Johnny's like the beer collector guy over at uh, Mary Ann's cleaning up all the empties and bringing them all out there. Hey, man. That's there, okay? <laughs> let, 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 let a play a play. That's how he gets down. Uh, Mama mm-hmm. said knock him out, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. All right, the man right there, you heard him. His name. Well, first of all, I told him he reminds me of the color purple and didn't get it. Just Johnny. Yo. <laughs> I have I have like this really fabulous $3 from Savers purple trench coat. <laughs> yeah, that's where the confusion lay in. It was, it was like, call it, I don't remember Seely rocking a purple trench coat. Maybe Bisto Buzz? I don't remember. But all right. Maybe uh, the color ruckus. <laughs> That's where it fell apart. And of course, the man keeping it sounding amazing, crisp, and delicious, DJ Herbie Herb. Hey, guys. Hey. And dude, we got an action packed, fun filled show for y'all. If you're just listening on WMF Radio, I want to remind you can also watch, watch us live on twitch.tv slash the geek down. Hopefully, you're doing that every week. But yo, JM, you ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Johnny, you ready for this? Yeah, bring it. Herb, you ready for this? Woo! Cool, because we have WWE Hell in a Cell. Yeah. It's to get real, i to get raw. Mm, Actually, mm. the SmackDown show, so I didn't say that. It, it, it got real. All it right. Got, it got SmackDown live, if you will. There was smacks. Fun going. There was smacks in the down direction. <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> All right. All right. We've also got a couple new graphic novels for you. We got Kill Em All and uh, Rock's, Rock Candy Mountain, both by Kyle Starks. Mm-hmm. So I'll uh, a couple of indies. I'll give the uh, I'll give we'll give you a solid taste of those. And then of course I've got the inside information on New York Comic Con 2017. What was good? What sucked? Was it awesome? Was it not? We will let you know. And finally, in closing, I know people have been chomping at the bit for it. Just Johnny's gonna bring you the full lowdown. Yes. Uh, I don't even. I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, see, I'm struggling for like a proper 80s and 90s. I think you're running too hard to find something. That isn't mm, there. Mm, mm. You know what? Well played. Well done. <laughs> All right, Blade Runner 2049. We've got that info. But first, I I, I, I want to hear about this book called Kill 'Em All. J. Yes. JM. Yes. Kill 'Em All. Wow. This was um right off the bat. I'm just going to tell you right now. I give this joint a thumbs up right now. Damn. Off the. I mean, out the riff. I mean, you ain't even can listen to the rest of his review. Go get it. Like, All now. right. Thank you. No, no, no. Go I ahead. I mean, no doubt. Say. I mean, overall, I mean, it's just a great piece. The way it's written. If you, if you liked Kill Bill, and you liked the raid. This is just a oh. beautiful meshing of the both. It's like Kill Bill meets the Raid. That's, I don't know. That's, that's like serious claims. Like, okay, now, how, how you combine those? Because Kill Bill was like this revenge story. Of, mm-hmm. You know, you have one one assassin who's been wronged by her people. Mm-hmm. And then they stole her baby. They left her mm-hmm. for dead. People mm-hmm. she trusted turned her back on her love. Uh, betrayed her. And now 
she wants to kick. Well, now she wants vengeance. She and, wants to and, kill and, Bill. And, and the raid is, you in this building, everyone wants to kill you, you gotta kick ass to get out of this building, so you kick ass to get out of this building. It's, yup. <laughs> That's it right there. So you got, you got the, so, you got, you got the assassin yeah. who's been trained, who's been betrayed. All right. She is trained, well-versed, knows her craft. They call her the princess tiger, the tiger princess. Um, she is amazing. She got. She's done dirty. She's done dirty by by her ex boyfriend, mm-hmm. her, who also works for the same the same crime syndicate, and she wants to get her revenge and quote kill them all. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's this ex cop, this ex cop named Mason, who's kind of has a checkered past, if you will, and he he wants to just take down some sort of crime syndicate as well. So it's like, hey, this is a win win. I take up this crime syndicate. Um, the 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 main the main pro, the main um, protagonist the female she's angry she wants to get her revenge mm-hmm. um she they both just go into this building and work their way up so I guess it's the difference between this and the raid the raid they work their way out of the building <laughs> yeah. she's working her way through the building going floor by floor by floor oh, that's and awesome. it's just it is amazing that's awesome uh, Bruce Lee um surviving the game. Wait, yeah. not not surviving the game. I did I did this before. I did mm-hmm, this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it most? No, it is surviving the game. Most dangerous game is that other movie. Is the other the story about yeah, hunting a dude yeah, in the yeah, okay? Yeah, surviving right. the yep. game. Yep, yep. Just oh, okay, okay. Working her way up to get get up, get to the um get to the boss there and just snipe up the so boss. So does she wear like the cornball yellow suit with the stripe? No, she doesn't. She has, she actually has a dress on. Um, she gets exploded out of the building first thing in the morning because they try to take her out, and that's where her revenge is. Like, hold up, you trained me up. I'm your top assassin, and you gonna try to kill me like this, fam? Because the word in the street was that she was working with the police. Mm-hmm. She wasn't, but they said she was working with the police. So she ended up getting blown off the building, and her and her dress cuts um cuts two seams in it, very similar to what you see in Chung Lee. Um, in Street Fighter, where she just kind of has like the middle piece hanging down between her legs, so she has mobility within her legs. Mm-hmm. Pretty much that, so that sort of look is what she has, Damn, okay. and she just goes nuts, um, just tearing folks up. And the thing about this piece that I like is the, the little puns. The puns are thrown in there; they're just so nicely done. I mean, I wasn't expecting to see a Devo reference. Um, wait, there. wait, like 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 whipping like Evo, whipping, yes, like Mark Mothersbaugh, Rugrats soundtrack Evo, yes. So yes. something went wrong. It was there was something went amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to throw that, to throw those references in there. It's so just tons of the 80s and 90s references. Right. It was like, if, if a problem comes along, you must pistol whip it. You know? Just like, <laughs> I like that. Okay. But uh, golden guns, pistol whipping folks. I mean, it's just done so well. I mean, they got the quirky, the quirky, dirty guy who doesn't want to be part of the team, but he's there because he has a crush on a really hot girl who's slaughtering folks. I mean, so, I mean, you, get, you got them all. You got... You, you got your you got your angry female assassin who wants revenge. You got the grizzled old cop who wants to just trying to make his way back into the police force. You got corrupt cops that he has to fight. You got this nerdy sort of guy who 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 believed the cop who wanted to work with the with the with the reckless renegade cop. Kinda I just wanted to believe again. Pretty much, kind of like pocket protector type of guy, but you know he somehow muscles up. Um, I just wanted to believe again. <laughs> <laughs> but be hey, amen. Those, hey, man, those guys coming along. Hey, man, those guys, man, those guys are indispensable, man. Those guys are unassuming. People just look at him like, oh, this little nerd don't know. Next thing you know, he got an AK. And he's just slaughtering. Wow. You know, so be hey, pretty pictures. It's here. one of those sort of things, man. It, it, overall, once again, if you like Kill Bill mm. and you like the read, mm. this is for you. Artistry, beautiful art. I looked at it very similar to how um, 
how Samurai Jack is illustrated. There's a lot of similarities within that. So on the, you're not going to see what you typically so very, see. So very, like, very simple design. Very simple design. Clean lines. Very clean lines. Very co- robustly colored. Yes, very robustly colored. It's beautiful right. imagery. It's very Black beautiful. dude playing Japanese. Nah, not that. Okay, all right. <laughs> what is this? Phil Lamar, right? That's that yeah. Samurai Jack. <laughs> Phil, Phil Lamar, who plays like everything. It's like between Phil Lamar and uh, and uh, Chris Summer, they'll, ne- they'll never hire another black actor, actor yeah, or actress ever. Yeah, Chris Summer's like every bl- little black girl on mm. every show. It's yeah. like, come on, Chris, what are you doing? Someone making goods like, come on now. I need help. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's not, that's not what she sounds that like. That's so days. not what she sounds like, but it's all right, though. I haven't seen Megan Good in years, man. My point exactly. Man, she was an anchor man, too. That's not that. We don't talk about and that. She looked amazing. We don't man. talk Stop about hating. that. That was a great movie, by the way. What? Don't hate. Don't hate. As we, as we, as we, Ron Burgundy, wake up. <laughs> Burgundy was the man. Duh, jeez, dude. Burgundy will forever be the man. Any event. Hey, San Francisco. <laughs> Either way, man, Kyle Starks docks it out the park. Mm. It's just one of these sort of comics that if you're into comics, you're not into comics, you're really going to like this regardless. I mean, it's a quick read, easy read. It's just, it's fun. It's slapstick comedy, and you have your tropes there. You have the tropes of the of the angry assassin, the grizzled old cop, and the nerdy type just trying to both exact revenge on the same individual who's done them dirty. So overall, I give this a thumbs up. Johnny already threw the thumbs up because I said he'd get the thumbs up out the box. Just read this. Like, if you don't read anything else, read this. Because, I mean, once again, it's not a superhero. It's not, it's not a comic so the comic storyline that you like, okay, I don't know when to jump in on this because that's one of the sort of things that I struggle with with comics. When do I jump in along the storyline, along the arc? This is standalone. It's not double dutch. Like, come on, pretty much. Can I get man. in? Like, Let me get a like, taste. Do I do I get on? Do I get on, on issue number twenty five? Oh man, do I need to go all the way back to issue one? Like, you know, I don't know that, about this one, man. Maybe I should get in, but Press X just died. Okay, he's back. Okay, so I jump in now. He just died again. Okay, he's back. No, we didn't. Wolverine died this time. Okay, so I jump in now. No, he's back. Okay, Press X. Oh, they both dead. Okay, this might be a good time. Nah, because now they got clones. Ah. You're just like I don't know what's going on. No, mm. this is just standalone. Great fun. Check it out. All right, cool. All right, so you're on the fence. Is what you are saying? <laughs> nah, nah that's, all right, cool. So, so it's Kill 'Em All, independent uh, in, in the uh, graphic novel by Kyle Starks, available now. And um, dude, Jay, mm-hmm. proper thumbs up. Oh, thumbs up, absolutely. Thumbs up's already there. Wherever the camera is, I'm all right, <laughs> it's, it's that's like a joke. <laughs> all right, so continuing that trend, I want to talk about Rock Candy Mountain. And this one was a. This is also by Kyle Stark. It's an indie graphic that's out now, Volume One. So more are coming. But this one was really unique because, dude, how often do you find a book set in the hobo community? <laughs> oh, we're talking like bump fights. <laughs> talking like, well, okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in exactly those words. But yes, when you, when you uh, say, when you say, taking place in the hobo community. I mean, in the me, hobo community. That tells me, ace bandages dipped in like. Glass beer bottle shards. Oh no, it's even <laughs> better. It's even me. better. Okay, okay. Uh, hobo mafia is in the sucker. Oh, hobo mafia is in the joint. These cats are jumping. Uh, look, 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 oh, man, you gonna see Herb's face? Herb's, Herb's eyes lit up, fam. We like, like, yeah, right, fam, right. We don't have a camera over there. You, you already like... sold me, fam. You already hobo mafia. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. All right, but it does look like he was excited. But um, it's it's the story of uh, it's a story taking place uh, within the hobo community, which was really unique, a really unique take. So I was kind of jazzed to really get into this one and like get into the meat of the book, and it involves all these wacky characters because dude satan is a character yeah the devil's a character people always trying to take out yeah you got this one omnipotent like um zen ninja protagonist he he got uh, lines he got lines got lines lines and techniques all day yeah Mm. Mm, both staff and 
Yeah, <laughs> both staff with a uh, with a with a with a with a, with a, with a, with a handkerchief. Of snacks at the end. <laughs> That's so no, it's 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 a it's a it's a really interesting story, and the way it plays out is uh, very capably written. Like the story has good flow, which you wouldn't mm-hmm. expect from something that, I mean, let's be honest, was pretty much sold on a gimmick. It was Rocky yeah. Mountain. I never heard of it. It sounded like an interesting premise, and I actually got into it. And I'm like, bam, legit hobos. That wasn't a euphemism for anything. That wasn't like hinting at well, you know, someone who was homeless at one time. This it all involves cats who like jump trains, ride rails, uh, sit around a. a, a Flaming garbage cans and stuff, but I mean, it was still, it was still, it was still funny. That's the most important thing, because it's not a hard action book like you might expect. Um, I remember a few years ago, I read a book Quixote by one of the Image dudes, Image, Image Comics dudes, mm-hmm. and it was, <clears throat> it wasn't a comic. It was, uh, it was a novelization, eh, well, graphic, graphic novelization of the story of Don Quixote, set in the uh, mod, set in modern times, and it was an interesting story because it was Don Quixote. Uh, was always a the hero that he that we right. read the story and believe he was in his head. And right. what it turns out is, um, being the crazy old man was his cover. Like that's how the real that's how the Monday world will say saw him. So no one w- would interfere and put themselves in immediate danger while he's fighting the forces of evil. While he's fighting giants and dragons and demons. And because he was this like supernatural knight, he never died. Mm-hmm. So the story takes place in modern times where evil has come back. He vanquished it like centuries ago, and he's just been like the protector, the vigilant sentry, you know. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is so damn serious. Mm-hmm. Like he comes back now, and he it com- comes back now, and he's a homeless man in the, in the, um, these times in this day and age, oh, okay. you know. And it's played really serious, which I think kind of takes away from it, because the Don Quixote story, if you can get pa- past all the funky language, is um, is partly a comedy. Yeah, yeah. And this one is just serious from page one to page done. And that's not the case with Rock Candy Mountain. Rock Candy Mountain has clever jokes. They crack it. They, they crack it wise on each other. And I mean, dude, it was it was a good time. It was a good time reading. I was very surprised because I thought at the very least I get an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I enjoyed this sucker so much and it's got really, really, really indie art. This one, mm-hmm. unlike uh, Kill 'Em All, is set more in shadow and dark and dark. There's like a lot of scenes at night. Um, mm-hmm. It just seems to. I mean, I can understand too. The story carries the, the story subject matter uh, really falls more into those into those the, uh, those uh, realm mm-hmm. those lines. In the damn it, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know exactly what it's more. To say. It's more story appropriate, and I get that. And it still came across like it worked for the comedy in the story, and it still it nothing um, uh, kept me from understanding what was actually transpiring. Some of the character relationships are they really try to force that we're building to this, and uh, something's coming up, and you're gonna get there. But I mean, a lot of books do that, and I always thought it was kind of a hack thing. But this one does it, and it didn't ruin my experience. So I got to give this mm. a thumbs up, a solid thumbs up. It's Rock Candy Mountain by Kyle Stone. Man, it sounds like Starks just has a gift. Honestly, I mean, I mean, you're not looking for anything deep and metaphysical or anything like that. It's just I will, he I will, tells a great story. Brother, I wouldn't go that far, man. He might not be a one hit, a one hit wonder, but he might still be a two pump chump. So you know, <laughs> let, let us let us let us let's get there and see see what what else the man's got in the chamber. I'm just saying, hey man, he knocked out two good ones. Give him a hey man, show him some love. I mean, his sophomore debut looked good. All right, he ain't right. tank. So. Okay, so Kyle Starks got them two nuts in. Good man. Hey. Um, okay, so <laughs> I, I, I tell I tell it like it is. <laughs> you gotta see Herb's face over there. All right, but no, um, I'm gonna kick it back. 
kick it back to the old school because I'm old for now. I'm gonna kick it over to my man uh, JM the Thriller Priest because Ooh. dude, my brother, yo Johnny is over there just like all of Twitter, white knuckled, anxious <laughs> to hear about WWE Hell in the Cell. Woo, you will find hell. no bigger Shane O'Mac fan than just Johnny. <laughs> yep. He's hell. probably wearing the monogram trunks right now. But the, Got him in my pants. With the, the dollar sign. <laughs> what are we talking oh. about? <laughs> just ride with me. Just ride with me. I got you, Johnny. I got you, Johnny. I got to know what I'm metaphorically putting in my pants. <laughs> hell in a cell. Mm. This was um this was actually a pretty good pay per view. I gotta give it a due. I remember my minister said a couple weeks ago that I'm not gonna compare WWE to the other the other organizations, the other promotions. I'm not. Then you so immediately I'm, compared it to Doug. <laughs> then I immediately did it. Yeah. Straight straight was Eric James. What I look like, smoke a crap. Yeah, I smoke yeah. crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a hell of a drug. Oh, uh, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me let me stop going down the rabbit hole here. All right. All right. Um, watch the pre-show. Pre-show matches just just standard. We're gonna throw this match together to kill some time. Um, Gable and Sheldon Benjamin went up against the Hype Bros. All right, match. Um, Gable and Benjamin won. I'm still trying to figure out where, what are they doing with this. Which one is Gable? Which one's Benjamin? <laughs> Do, was it was that the Simpsons one? But he's like Carl Black, Letty White on his hand. It's <laughs> <laughs> like well, um, Diehard. Hard. I'm Ethan Johnson. This is Adrian Johnson. No relation. It's like, it's like yeah, obviously no relation, y'all motherfucker. You never know. You never know. Well, hey, this, uh, is, this is my twin brother. He's an out. Al- he's an albino Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like straight from Zimbabwe. But speaking, well, speaking of twins, the Usos went up against the, the New same Day. womb. The doctor had a lot of questions. Hey, bro, you you ain't seen those you ain't seen those images where it's like one black baby, one white baby got the same mom and daddy. You kind of like you sure? Damn, but it, it is. I, though. I, I, it feel, is. I feel like someone there might have questions. Nah, might, man, might, might, have, might have also some 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 tall splaining to do. Some splaining. Some splaining. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me get let me, let me drive this drive this truck back why on the track right why, now. Why that bell man don't come around no more? <laughs> you a mess. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Don't. You a mess. You a mess. <laughs> Derailed you. Go ahead, brother. My bad. My bad. I'm trying to steer this steer this bus back on the road, man. You not messing me up. All right, here we go. The Usos put up against the New Day for the tag titles in a Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised that this was the first match starting off the night. You kind of like you built this whole pay per view up mm-hmm. um, around the two Hell in a Cell matches. I mean, the pay per view is called Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And for those of you who aren't familiar, you shouldn't be familiar by this point. Hell in a Cell is essentially the ring is encased. Um, with the cell, pretty much big it's, giant cell yeah, is plopped right over the key, right over the ring. You're locked in. You don't get out till somebody wins, supposedly. Or one uh, man's dead. Oh yeah, something like that. Or one woman's dead. So hey, there was a woman's health. Or one cell. child. No, that's, that's well, not, they haven't any kids dead. in there yet. But hey, just wait. Somebody will. I, you know, I wouldn't. Um, put past, I wouldn't put it past Vince McMahon. Give it time. Hey, Give hey, man. Time. When ratings get bad. You want some babies Damn. in there. I don't know. Like WWE <laughs> 2023. <laughs> Fighting for the golden rattle. Uh, <laughs> Rugrats go wild. <laughs> Tag team keep called Toddler Mobsters. The Todd Mob. Todd My mob. money's on Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, for real. I think Chucky got that. Chucky with the glasses. Chucky got yeah. that. Hey, man. Don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't sleep on Jigsaw. <laughs> yeah, he, got, he got that tricycle too. He got wheels, man. You can't see that. Check out them little, them little baby legs, like you know, fiddle down and stuff. You a mess. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing like Tommy Pickles might got that in there. I don't know. Tommy Pickles might be able to do it. Little Tommy Pickles and the gang they don't mess around. <laughs> they don't get up, fall Wait. down, crawling into your town. Oh, are we really gonna reference some Cree Summer again? I'm sorry. As, as, uh, as I'm, Susie. I'm, 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 <laughs> Look at that, look at that. I didn't expect for us to be on this show. Referencing Cree Summer twice. Hey, shout out <laughs> to Cree. If you ever want a guest spot. We got a seat for you. Yeah, for real. You, I'm pretty sure you still look 
Good oh, you haven't yeah. seen him? I haven't seen him. But I got I'm pictures for you after the show, my brother. Thank you, brother. Thank mm-hmm. you. But anyway, let's let's get this train back on the track. This is the most inappropriate. <laughs> it's so ever. is. It so is. Actually, no, I did. I did make like references to like nothing on. Uh, the yes, you did. Okay. Yes, you did. Oh, the last one. Yes, Prestigious here on the geek though. <laughs> The we'll, 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 edit all this, we'll edit all this out in post, right? No, right, Herb? Is that how we do it? Herb's like, nah, it's live, baby. <laughs> We're doing this live? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that actually happened at the pay-per-view at the end of the show. Where he was like, yo, edit that out. He's like, nah, yo, we live. We can't edit that out. Oh, I. <laughs> Come on, Bill O'Reilly. He's turning over in his grave. Yeah, for real. His grave. <laughs> The grave that is his career. But in any event, <laughs> he's still getting our racist money. Well, no, um, he's, he's, <laughs> paid. He's, he's paid the doomsday, man. So the Usos went up against a new day. I mean, like I said earlier, <laughs> I don't know why they put this match on first. Um, arguments are maybe because they wanted to start off strong. I don't know. It's kind of like you gave me dessert before you gave me dinner. Like, I'm just kind of lost and confused why you do this. Because I'm like, what's the point of me eating my broccoli if I already ate, if I already ate that, 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 um, that cheesecake? Don't make sense. Well, I kind of like that, though, because, I mean, you, you tuned in for the major Hell in the Cell matches. Mm-hmm, but I mean, the, the rest, it's, it may not necessarily be filler. There may be some actual drudges that get resolved. Mm-hmm. But I hate, like, pay-per-views or any event, really, where it's like they know what I came for, and they just, they, they know, and they save it for the very, very, very end. And if they have more than one, now think about think about it this way. That's why you get people that they don't come for like the first parts of shows. They don't come for the first parts of concerts. Hey, that's, hey, they that's don't come for, you know. Th- <laughs> I figure I figure by doing this, now they've thrown people curveballs. Where it's like, oh, I'm gonna tune in and watch the whole thing because they never know where they're gonna throw in the thing that I want to see. Hey, you should learn your lesson by now, yo. I think I told this story before. Some light yeah. tangent. In college, we had Tone Loke, Rozell. And Outcast perform right. Mm-hmm. Everybody assumed that Tone Loke would be the opener because, like, Tone Loke, that joke, oh, he ain't done nothing since Funky Cold Medina. Damn. So nobody showed Ouch. up for like the first hour, right? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Rozelle went first. Nice. I, I went there because I mean, I was I was dating I was dating this, this um the sister who wanted to be on time to everything. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, we're gonna be on time for everything. So I saw Rozelle in the beginning, and then Tone Loke, and you see this steady stream. Uh, black and brown people show up. Like, why is Tone Loke on the stage right now? <laughs> they look at they watch, like, hold up, Outcast is, hold up. And he's got this anger, like, we don't miss Rozelle. I'm like, mm, bro, y'all should have been here early. They were hot. <laughs> Rozelle, I mean, Tone Loke's doing funky cold Medina, and like these young girls are like grinding on him. It was just a mess. Like, she wanted to be your daughter, fam. Hype man telling people to push him up, push him up. I'm sitting here, like, bro, this is 2000 and 2002. You told us to push him up. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is so out of touch. Like, you're so out of touch with the audience, but it's one of those lessons. You show up on time, fam. That's right. What they, they really missed late. out on, what they really missed out on was Rozelle doing his version of Wow Fang. <laughs> Rozelle was the band. Folks, folks, it was hot that they missed Rozelle. I was like, mm, mm, mm. But and anyone it. who doesn't know who's under the age of 30, Rozelle, <laughs> oh the human so beatbox, um, was a was a performer back in the early aughts and late late 90s and early aughts and was very popular for a while. And I bring this up because, dude, what, when's the last time Cats heard of Rozelle in 2017? Herb's face crunched up a little bit when you said that. I'm assuming because Herb, you know who Rozelle is and people need to know who Rozelle Herb's is. Herb's like just on the cusp, though, you know? Yeah, Her, like, he like, just face crushed up. Like I can't believe you're explaining this. All right, well, Johnny, does the name Rozelle ring a bell with you? Nope. Uh, Point made. Uh, thank you and good night. You were I, saying it, about the Usos. It just it it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I I don't even want to do the report anymore. I'm just so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so dejected that yeah, I let you. Power through my man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, the Usos in a new day. Um, the build was amazing. It was a great build. I mean, it's a great view. They built this up properly. So the end result had to be this Hell in a Cell match. Surprising um, was that it was Woods 
and Big E in this match, not Kofi. I was really surprised. Hmm. I was wondering from a personal lens, like, okay, Kofi's like 36, 37. Is it because, you know, the Hell in a Cell is a, is a young man's game? Because <laughs> everybody in that cell was probably 30 and below. Because, I mean, the Hell in a Cell is it's a beast. It's a monster. Um, you get thrown up against the cage and just people walk out bloody. Nobody was bloody on this one, but whoo. Folks got whooped. There were some great spots um, in this match. I mean, one of my favorite spots is when they put handcuffs on Xavier Woods. Handcuffs. Draped him, draped the handcuffs behind his head. And if you see me on um, on Twitch, he dra they draped the handcuffs behind his head and have him hang from the um, from the steel post. And as he's hanging there, they're whipping him with kendo sticks, just oh. beating the hell out of him. I'm just sorry, this is, this is still just, wrestling, right? It's hell in the cell, man. So it's anything goes. Damn. Oh, son. they whooped him bad. Oh my god, they beat the hell out of him. It was just like, man, that was a hell of a spot, man. You dedicated to this. They did this one move with, when um one of the Usos were stuck in was stuck in the corner of the cell. Mm. Um, they took kendo sticks and pretty much put him across his chest and pretty across his body, so they could then hit him with it. So they had him trapped in the corner with kendo sticks holding him against the um into the corner so he was trapped in the corner getting whooped by these sticks it was just like amazing how they just utilized um the materials around them in this cell it was just done well great spots a lot of dudes flying into the cells um it was just done very well it was one of those can you see them top top what they did just in their previous matches of street fights and and whatever and they was able to keep the action going while trapped in the cell and it was just done so very, very, very well. It was one of the best Hell in a Cells I've seen, especially coming from a tag team match. Mm. So it was done very, very well. It was one of those, um, at the end of the match, I was like, you know what? I don't even know if I want to watch the rest of the pay-per-view anymore. I think I got what I needed. But I was like, well, I got to do this. I got to do this review on the Geek Down, so I better watch the rest of the pay-per-view. don't make it seem so. like, yeah, it's like, well, I guess I got to do this damn show. I mean, you know, P, so. you know, P paying me the big bucks to do this it's show, so I got to make sure I'm here. Maybe it make it seem like, it's like, yeah, I got to go talk to these jive mothers about, ah, fine, I'll sit here and watch the sport I already paid for. <laughs> so I'll tell y'all right now, those of y'all those of y'all who watched the Hell in a Cell, y'all know y'all think of the same thing. Like, mm, I don't even know if I want to watch the rest of this because I don't want to. I don't want. It's like I don't want to blow my high. You know what I mean? Because I'm at the top right now. Okay, that's, um, that's how I, but then again, yeah. No, no, it's like you know. Well, we got these featherweights were thrown in for like the early matches. No, they start you out from the gates. But I mean, but once again, that's that's like that's. I mean, that's to your own. I mean, it's your own detriment, though. I mean, you walking me in at, at a high. Why don't I want to stay there for the rest? What are you with, doing with, with just while this, this match is on? Because you're like, man, the match was done. Ooh, I was already spent. I was ready for bed. Like, what's Pretty going much. on in the background yeah, I'm, of your I'm, place, I'm man? screaming. What's... I'm yelling. I'm hollering at the screen. Like, cool, a lot of, you... oh, my guys. I'm just like, you know what? I think I'm good. Because, yeah. I mean, you get that hype at the end. You're like, okay, cool. Now it's time for me to go home, have a drink. I'm done. I don't watch what I wanted to see. I mean, you, you, have you been to, like, not just a pro wrestling match, but even, like, an MMA fight or anything like that? When you see, like, the headliner, you're like, yeah. Nope. That's like if you go to a concert, do you expect your headliner to open it up? No, you 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 wait. You, I would, you I would, listen to like would, all the up and coming dudes. That. You know how much I hate having to listen to those up and coming suckers too. If they if they're not good, I'm like I paid to be here. You know I'm subjecting myself to this uh, voluntarily. That's you know? horrible. And I've, I've, horrible. I've only been I've only been to one like wrestling match like in like live mm -hmm. in person. Well, mm -hmm. official proper not to, um, mm -hmm. backyard stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was a WWF match. Mm -hmm. We went because my grandpa was in town. That's awesome. We saw one match of uh, one opening match. Mm -hmm. Grandpa got sleepy and we left. Oh. Uh, so was talking about up upcoming we have Jake the Snake Roberts, Mr. Perfect, and someone else who's big at that time. I want to say like Bad News Brown or something, I forget. Mm -hmm. But and and we left because granddad was uh was fading. 
I'm mean, just like, but, but, but they said, but they said, but, but, but they said, but they said, but I'm not traumatized. I love my grandpa. You are, but... You're like, I don't even, you're like, that's why the main event needs to go first. If I have to leave early, <laughs> I want to make sure I caught it. <laughs> you know, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Now <laughs> I know it. coffee beforehand. Oh, yeah, for man. real. Like, granddad, just prop him up. Prop him up like Weekend of Bernie's. Prop him up. <laughs> you, you hang your hand with me, granddad. <laughs> if you really want the blood flowing, Give him a Viagra pill. They didn't have That'll Viagra keep back up. then, but thank you for or at least the, part of them up. Thank you for bringing my grandpa's erection onto uh, onto the show. Thank you. For I that. thought we were setting records for the show. No, we're, 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 you, we're, I mean, you, uh, you're the one who made ejaculation uh, jokes in the beginning. That was so, that was okay. uh, that was that was like ten minutes ago, fam. Yeah, there was, there, <laughs> I gotta I gotta keep no, you know level with you guys. There was no senior citizens involved there. Let's keep it in perspective. <laughs> I feel bad. That sounds I'm, like ageism for me, people. I imagine we got one right. or two senior citizen listeners, and they just like turn their uh their their their, 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 their they just like I was gonna say turn their radio off. We're internet radio, but they probably like uh, switch switch off the website. Close the browser window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enough of this. Click. Like how dare they <laughs> click back to Pornhub? <laughs> oh god, I I didn't even get past the first match. Oh, <laughs> Yo, we got uh, it is, it is, it is, and, I, and I'm sitting here looking at you, P, because I'm like, I know we got more content to cover, so I'm like, hey, I don't hey, even know how much. Hey, yo, do, do you, brother? Do you? <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna tell you about two more things. Let me get out of here. Well, three more things. Get out of here. All right, Baron Corbin um, versus AJ Styles, which tied Dillinger. Dillinger weaseled his way into the U.S. title match. Corbin took it, and it was great that Corbin took it because, despite the fact of his um outside of wrestling activities, i.e. Bad mouthing, bad mouthing indie wrestlers, bad mouthing legends in the sport. Um, just being the overall kind of, I don't know if I say this on radio, but I'm saying kind of a douche. Mm-hmm. Um, and him getting his hand slapped for it, um, he was rewarded with this U.S. title shot and this win, this U.S. title, which he deserves. It is great for him because it's good to motivate, to uplift not only his career but a lot of the mid card guys who need upward mobility. So you got a a lister, a top dog, um, main eventer. In AJ Styles, give it up the mid card title and then move up to the world title picture. So it's kind of like what it's kind of like being in a job and finally seeing that old dude retire. <laughs> because you know, if that old dude retires, I'm able to get his spot, you able to get my spot, the dude behind you is able to get your spot. It's just kind of seeing the upward mobility happen. So it's great, it's, it's great to see that Baron Corbin was able to get that belt because now AJ could move up back to the main event picture. Hell, even Ty Dillinger could move up into the mid card picture. So I mean, it's a good look all the way around. Um, Jinder Mahal. Um, defended his title against um, Sinsuke Nakamura. Um, Nakamura lost. Um, Jinder Mahal won. It's just kind of a head scratcher on um, on why Mahal retained it. But at the same time, I mean, we all are speculating that it's going to be Nakamura and it's going to be AJ Styles for the world title at WrestleMania. So perhaps they're stretching it out a little bit. But Nakamura will be champion. I'm calling it. He'll be champion before the end of the year. Well, I mean, he's only two months left. But I'm pretty sure Nakamura is going to scoop that title so you can be able to defend it against Styles at WrestleMania because... You only hear me mention this once. I said I won't mention the other promotions, but I will on this one mm-hmm. because Vince McMahon is definitely eating off the work that New Japan built with Nakamura Styles in the past. Because Nakamura, seven minutes, yo. <laughs> so Nakamura Styles already fought in New Japan. There's a lot of buzz behind that fight, so Vince just capitalizing on it and having to fight again, but in WWE for a WWE title. So I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're seeing. And he doesn't own that. Um he didn't own a uh, uh, that that franchise, does he? Or New Japan? Oh God, yeah. no! God, okay. no. Well, be, no. I mean, I, I, I know he was um, like covert owner of a few other ones. I found out later, um, uh, so I don't know was, if that I mean, falls was, under that it umbrella. It was covert in the way in which he helped them be able. It was one of those. How do I say this? Um, if you are my supplier, and I got a bunch of dope boys underneath me, I can I gotta make sure you don't go out of business. 
I want to acquire you, but you're not going to sell out to me. So what I'll do is I'll make sure I slide you extra change and you'll cut me a discount on my dope boys or you give my dope boys more time to be out there pushing. And eventually you're going to go out of business. So I'm just kind of looking out, helping you out until you until you get to the very, very bottom of the barrel. And next thing you know, you're like, Yo, no, I'm just going to sell out to you, fam. And I got the whole enterprise. That's pretty Damn. much what it is. All right. Well, so like, that's I, all Vince I, I was doing. That, but uh, what's, what's also a shame is I imagine that's exactly how Vince sees it in his probably, head. Probably, probably. He sees it just like I finished reading the Gucci Mane book. He sees it just like Gucci. Maybe. I don't know. But the uh, way yeah, he's yeah, operating. Yeah, I had to bring Gucci out the second, man. What's, <laughs> maybe, what's going maybe, on? maybe he is looking at it that way. But I mean, that's exactly what he Don't did. get ice cream cones on your face, kids. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Jojo got a book out. Good book. But any of it. Um, so, I mean, it, it was it's interesting to say the least how, the, how that panned out. Um, but it's what it is. Um, finally, the last Hell in a Cell. Um, the last ever. The last Hell in a Cell no. match of this evening. Mm. Kevin Owens went up against Shane McMahon. Shane O'Mac. Shane O'Mac. Shane O'Mac daddy. And it was one of those, like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> how was this going to top? And I was talking to my boys while this was going on, you know, live tweeting, whatever. Like, you know what? The only way this is going to even remotely compete with what feet? the New Day did and what um, what the New Day and the Usos did is exactly what, P? Say it. He was about to say it. I was about to say, well, if, if Shane careens off the top of the uh, cage again. Pretty much. I'm like, out. there is nothing these two dudes could do at all mm. unless Shane jumps off the cage. Ellen and I just be like, blah. Because you couldn't top, you can't top hanging a guy up with handcuffs. Yeah, what the hell and was beating that? The hell out of him with kendo sticks. You can't top. You can't <laughs> top lock. You can't top trapping a guy in the corner and beating him with kendo sticks. You can't top that. So it's like, it's like you're just gonna WWE be, next new uh, new uh, new new uh, pay per view the Kumite. <laughs> the Kumite. The Kumite. <laughs> You should be watching us on twitch.tv slash the geek down because that right there was from the, the classic uh, Kumite moment in Bloodsport. But yes. the dude gets up and he's like, Grr! and then he got dispatched in one kick. <laughs> All right. But yeah, no, I, I don't understand why. Why? Like, I, I get it. After, after a mm-hmm. while, you know, bringing a chair in. Oh, it was, it was the, only the bad boys use chairs. It was crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now these cats have officially got kendo sticks. They got. Oh, they've been having these, man. It's just it, it's just the way they did it. that's go around. They've, they've had it. It's just being unique. It's being. Um, creative with the materials that you have. You know what I mean? So that's what they did. So, I mean, with Shane O'Mac going because Kevin Owens, mm. ultimately, it was just the same old, same old. They fought. They scrapped. The one thing I did like is that they fought on top of the cage for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, you're up here. What's going to happen? Like, are y'all, are y'all trying to purposely bust the cage open from the top, like a la Mankind and Taker, where he choke slammed mm-hmm. them and, and Mankind careened through the cage? Slammed it to the slammed it to the canvas with the chair falling on his face. Like, is that what you're going for with this yeah, one? Damn near ended his career. And These it, are not goals you should set. He blacked out in the midst of that. He he owned up. There was like, yeah, I straight blacked out when I hit the ground. I was like, oh, she's Foley. It's um, like, but I'm supposed to job to you. Um, oh, he's 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 up on his feet. Oh, he fell on me. It just, oh, I can't get out of it. And look and looking at Taker's face when Foley went through the cage was just priceless. Like, oh my God, is this guy dead? Um, <laughs> if Foley's just like, yo, it wasn't like he's like, oh, not again. Because mind you, that's the same match when Foley got thrown off the cage. And Foley was like, you know what? It wasn't the throw off the cage into the table. It was the going through the cage to the canvas that hurt more than than, than getting thrown off the cage. But in any event, yeah, dude, as Owen's you know, taking their lumps more than Mick Foley. So as you know, um, Shane O'Mac did come off the top of the cage. He was going to do it at some point, so he came off the top of the cage. Um, and spoiler alert, Sami Zayn came out of nowhere, 
pulled Kevin Owens off the table. Really? Like, what happened? Mind you, these dudes are mortal enemies. They're, once again, another beef that WWE is rehashing from Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been beefing for years, literal years. Pulled Sami Zayn, pulled Kevin Owens off the um, off the table. Shane O'Mac comes down, slams it to the table. So the table you mean his name, his name is now Shane O'Splat? Pretty much. Um <laughs> They're bringing up the they're bringing up the um, stretcher. <laughs> they're bringing up the stretcher, mm. put his neck in there. You bringing know, up the hearse. You mean? Whole, pretty much. I was waiting. I was waiting for Paul Bear to come driving it down. I don't know. It was a train wreck, bro. <laughs> um, Sami Zayn, typical heel, grabs Owens, drags him over, puts him on top of Shane while Shane's like on the stretcher, <laughs> <laughs> which was classically done. It was like he's on the stretcher. Get over here and pin him. <laughs> Dragged him, put him on it, grabs a ref, slams him to her. You count that three. This is false count anywhere. Like, ref's like, but he's on a stretcher. It's like, no, you count that three. I'm, excuse me. I'm trying to I'm trying to be so loud. And he counted one, two, three he's matches like, over. He's like, no. I'm not gonna lose this. He's still, he's still got a strap to the neck brace on. He was gonna lose like this. It was I a, can't lose like this. It was hilarious. And it was one, two, three. It was a wrap, wrap it up, B. Um, wow. So heel Sami Zayn is what I'm geeked up for. Since I'm talking to y'all lovely people, I don't know what's happening on Raw. So I mean, I don't know if Sami Zayn is a heel. It looks like he's a heel. And it's great to see him do a heelish thing like that. So it's, so I mean, overall, it was a good pay-per-view. It really was. So I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I, was, I know you don't like the middle thumb, so I'm not going to do the, the yeah, halfway. Yeah, no, 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 you, you commit to one. I'm committing, I'm committing to a to a thumbs up. It was good. It was a good pay-per-view for what it was. Check out the rest of those matches. The women's title match was pretty good. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't the best I've seen, but it was pretty good. Orton versus Rusev, meh. You know, give and take it. Um, Bobby Roode went up against um, Dolph Ziggler. That was a pretty good match. I mean, it ended like a typical, you know, SmackDown sort of match, but it was good. And Roode just looked great. It was great seeing Bobby Roode again on the main brand on NXT. That's all I got, P. All right, cool, cool. And if you do know what happened on Raw, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com and let JM know. And also, if you weren't watching us on twitch.tv, you missed a ton of visual gags, so <laughs> get up on that, twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. Now, I also, on YouTube, just search the geek down. I'm, I'm just I'm just chilling. Just, just throw, throw it out, throw it out. Yeah. But I... I really need to give the inside information on New York Comic Con 2017. Mm. I was there, and I had a comic- and I was jealous. Yeah, I'm sorry, brother. I mean, you, we only get so many tickets, mm-hmm. so many badges, so many passes, mm-hmm. so many, so many uh, open doors, and such. No, this one was good. They 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 really um, did their best to compensate for the uh, construction. Half the Javits Center, where, where they normally hold Comic Con. Uh, half of it was closed for construction. The whole area that's normally the artist, uh, the artist alley, and uh, you know where the uh, the extra extra independent vendors that also have their own content. Um, also, where I met DMC, that whole area was shut down. <laughs> I, I like you how know. you worked that in there. I, you know, I, <laughs> you know not, not, moment. Yeah. You know, not where I met DMC. You know, he was doing his thing. You know, <laughs> Darren McDaniel's <laughs> hip hop legend. That's my favorite moment of, con- of any convention ever. Yo, you know. for I know this one sister um, who went to St. John's, yeah. and I, of course I started lying to her. Uh, <laughs> I'm DMC, the place to be. <laughs> I go to St. John's University. University. And she, and she was like, she's like in her 20s, and she's hearing this. Nothing but love for you, sister. I'm not gonna throw your name out there, but she was like, "How does everybody say that to me?" I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, it sucks for she you, did, fam. I like, I know all your whole four years, and oh. for the rest of your life, people go run up to you and say that anybody like above the age of thirty is gonna scream that to you because it's the first thing I, I didn't know from a hold on. I was like, hey, my name is such as, hey, where'd you go? I uh, went to St. John's. Like, oh, I'm <laughs> She just had this look like. Uh, <laughs> what's her name be like? Denise Mitchell Collins or something too. <laughs> 
All right. <laughs> but um, the Javits Center was uh, half of it was closed for construction. And they still did a good, did a good job of um, delegating people to different entrances uh, and really uh, keeping the tra- the uh, foot traffic flowing on the inside, which is really tough to do because it's just been kind of a cluster F in past years. Mm. And you get tons of people just surrounding the place. And then it's flooded. And the only real detriment here, um, because they did that and they closed it off and they re um, they reallocated uh, different parts to different places. Like the artist alley was right next to the main stage this time, which created a lot of I won't say unnecessary foot traffic, but there was a lot of, there was a lot more traffic around the main stage area. So if you were trying to wait wait to see um, I don't know uh, uh, Alan Tudyk, Nathan Philly, and those ones that usually mm-hmm. are in the the uh, the big stage, mm-hmm. you may have had a harder time getting there. I actually had to direct a few people. Not that I looked official or anything, but just they they were they were lost. They were just asking anybody. And I just happened to have just come from there. So you was asked a black dude. That's who you were. Uh, you was asked a black dude. Well, no, no, no. It, this was fair because I was. They weren't asking like, "Excuse me, are you cosplaying Shaft?" It's like, no, ma'am. I'm just a Negro. <laughs> the way they had the food truck set up too was really smart because in the past, uh, for actual food, you've been you've been dependent on either those grody ass uh, 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 hot dog carts and sausage carts and stuff and pretzel carts <laughs> outside the place. Yeah, but it's like sitting in that tub of like water that's been there water. that they don't dump out <laughs> at the end of the day. You know yeah, they don't. <laughs> you know they don't. They just recycle the same no, nasty the, hot dog the water. The part of it is there's one vendor that's always there. He's been there every year and everyone else cooks their food regular. This dude, and I thought it was just one time, one day, one year, but no, it's been consistently in the last, I think, like what four or five years, going mm-hmm. uh, that he's he all like his everything on his cart is always char burnt, and it's not that I'm eating the food <laughs> and that's and you know and I don't enjoy the taste. It's the smell. You are outside, so there's wind that's blowing this stuff, and that whole street and half the uh, the uh, the Javits out outside smells like just hard burnt everything, like burnt sausage, burnt steak, burnt hot dogs, burnt it's Cajun. It's not Cajun. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not Cajun. It's well blackened. Um, darkness, but, everybody. Darkness. But I'm, I bring that up because what they've done now is uh, they commissioned uh, several food trucks. Usually, you'd see one or two. They had, I think, six mm. in line, and they've placed them all in this uh, nook area, which used to be the primary. Uh, place for uh, folks to do photo shoots. Mm-hmm. So your pros and your semi-pros would arrange photo shoots there with group shots and etc. It was a nice open area mm-hmm. uh, that was unoccupied and had less foot traffic so they could have their uh, photo shoots without blocking folks on the dealer floor and such or in just the mm-hmm. general hallways. So that was one like actual detriment to the uh, people but really worked out for everyone else for just the uh, the casual con goers in the convention itself because it gave another option for food. It helped out local businesses. Mm-hmm. And dude, I mean, when you are, when you can actually go outside and get a, um, I don't get a chicken and rice plate for, admittedly, an expensive like eight bucks, mm-hmm. versus the hyper expensive like you know uh, sixteen. Yeah, inside the uh, con, inside the con. inside the convention type mm-hmm. of food. Yeah, that stuff's way expensive. Yeah, so having that option was actually really big. So a lot of people had complaints, but I still think it was a good thing. I still think it really worked out, and it shows that um, as much as much t- stuff as we talk about them, because dude, I've talked massive amounts of stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. About the uh, about the, um, the logistics. The yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if it's still run by Read Pop. I'll do my research. Um, and get back to y'all on that, but uh, they've stepped it up. They've paid. They've paid attention to a lot of the uh, reports and a lot of the concerns that people had about the convention being uh, under con- the um, the center being under construction during the convention because that could have been a huge problem. 
and it ended up um it was fairly okay in that respect now as for content dude i thought stuff was dope like I, I i i mean i i we they had good previews man it wasn't just the same stuff over and over again now they had walking dead on the badges mm -hmm. they didn't have like four different walking dead panels arbitrarily mm -hmm. you know they had like clever stuff i'm sorry you gonna say yeah i was gonna ask you when i went on mm -hmm. and i read and i get why yeah but when they pulled the punisher preview uh, panel i was like you know what i don't even know anymore and I was like, I was hoping, and I was hoping, I was hoping that they was gonna, they was gonna put it back on, just because the fans wanted it. We've been no. looking for it. And one of my, one of my soldiers went down there and said the same thing, sir. I hope they do it. And I didn't get you to reach out to him and find out if they did. So I'm asking you, did they put the Punisher panel back they on? They did not. And brother, I will tell you, security was like was no nonsense. Word. Was no nonsense. Zero tolerance this year. Like they were serious mm. uh, to the point where they were holding up lines on the second day on Saturday because everyone on Thursday. Which used to be press day. This does kind of bug me. Press day mm -hmm. used to be Thursday. We go in, we get our interviews done, we mm -hmm. get our pictures and all that, and we can enjoy the con the rest of the weekend. Now everyone uh, comes on Thursday, so it's oh. hard to work. So you have to kind of space it out, and it becomes a little uh -huh. more difficult. But that's a that's a that's yeah. a. Do, do you think it had finish. anything to do with uh, you know the stuff that happened on? Uh Monday. Uh, uh, went on a new in, in Vegas. You're talking in about in Vegas. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. That's what I was. That's what I was coming, okay. coming back right. around to. I mean, that's the reason um, why they said they cut the Punisher um, preview in oh, panel because of Vegas. Yeah. Oh, okay. And mm -hmm. and uh, on Saturday, lines were um a, well, lines were much longer because mm -hmm. everyone who came with a cosplay that had a gun. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, and it didn't look blatantly like bright orange, bright green, it, blue. It, it wasn't a super soaker. Yeah, ex <laughs> exactly. Anything that wasn't like that was getting confiscated. And the way they do these things are when they confiscated, you may or may not get it back, you know, depending on who takes it and depending on where they take it from and depending on what it actually is. Now, I will say I, I am all for this when you get one uh, when you get people like this one dumbass. Who ended up being right behind me and uh, and uh, my friend oh, so my friend Cato who oh, was so there? Oh, you made out, bro. He wasn't no. right in front of you. No, um, because what they do is they send you through, and then your bags gotta come through. So oh. they stopped the conveyor belt the second this dude tried to go through with freaking airsoft pistols, like legit airsoft. So it's not lethal, but you can still like hurt people if yeah. they're loaded. And he's just he just start popping off. Oh, and that, and he just tried to and I, they weren't painted or anything they were just freaking airsoft pistols He's like well it's part of my cosplay it's like but you're bringing freaking guns into people into a convention oh, with people man. so you know it, it, it all I mean okay the fault uh, the responsibility has to also lie on the con goers people mm -hmm. use common sense with your cosplays and cosplaying is a wonderful thing I'm I'm, mm -hmm. I'm supremely happy to be a part of this community and be able to do this and dress up like my favorite characters I did Static Shock this year nice yeah nice. I did Static Shock and got the new green like I got the I, new GL ring so I did, yeah. I, I'm jealous so, that you don't have Batman on there, but it's all right though. Uh, Batman on a Green Lantern ring? Come on, brother. No, you no, you had the Batman ring on forever. You just like yeah, cast it away, Batman. No, I, like, I still oh. have it. What you don't you don't, you don't, you don't get rid of now. these things? What you, it ain't here now. I'm just saying. Hater. I, I don't see Batman. He okay, see now. now the thing is you're forcing the hate. That's what's that's what's wrong with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but no, um, I appreciate that security was very serious. Normally, I'd have complaints like, ah, you're going overboard. You know, they're doing some dumbness and things, but um, they were very strict mm -hmm. this year, but they were also very efficient. Mm -hmm. So we waited an extra couple minutes versus at like PAX a couple years ago where we waited, uh, we ended up waiting like three hours, right. three oh, plus yeah. hours, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll applaud them on this because they, I mean, they had a nice little collection of everything. Some <laughs> guns that were obviously fake, but they had the proper shape and stuff. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's like, it's like, yes, it looks like a real gun. It looks like a real AK, except it's this big. 
So probably not, you know, uh, the lethal weapon it, it may resemble, but the detail was enough for the like, you know what, we can't make exceptions. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, so I will I will say that they were on their job. So out of all the stuff you saw, what are yeah. you most excited about? Most ex oh dude, we got to see the um uh we got to see using my press credentials and getting in. Um we got to see um preview mm-hmm. the first episode the first episode of the new season of Archer. Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yo, huge changes are happening. What? You have no idea what you about to, what, like the changes you about to you about to get into. What kind of way we're talking like production? We're talking audio, visual. Um, we're talking, talking story. character stories. Car- yeah, I'm, ta- I'm talking character stories. And no, don't tell me nobody somebody dies off or something like that, brother. Right? I'm, no, no spoilers. Okay, but I'm, I'm, ta- uh-huh. I'm uh, I will say uh, characters go through massive changes. We're not talking like Dragon Ball GT Goku stuff, are we? <laughs> Because that was oh. terrible changes. Yeah. Okay. As 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 extreme as you may be thinking, and not the Dragon Ball, you goofball over there. As extreme as you might be thinking for changes, okay. when you actually see it, you realize you couldn't even like fathom getting in the ballpark of of what they actually do. But you know what? It was funny. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I think that's the most important thing. I'm really jazzed about this new season. Yeah, also, everybody was there, right? Because I saw one of my buddies put a clip of Aisha Tyler running on stage or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and she, she just like ran, just ran through. It was uh, like, no, okay, I, I love her. She's she is a gem, man. She was okay. Um, mm-hmm. No, um, uh, Walter and Walters and um, oh, uh, Jen Walters and um, H. John Benjamin H. John weren't, Benjamin? weren't there. Oh, we're not. They were not there. No. Okay. Um, but you know what? Is that because they, he was on a Bob's Burger panel? Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't make it out the. Uh, oh, maybe he did. Uh, he, if he did, I missed him. Mm-hmm. But he didn't make it to the Archer panel. I was a little bummed about that. I, I, I wanted to because he's one of these dudes that I've been following just because I liked his work, he since, work since he was essentially nobody. Yep. And now he's like the go-to guy when it comes mm-hmm. to like these random voice characters. Yes. And I'm like, yo, I knew you when you were nothing, and now you're you somebody. Yeah. It's like it's like if you it's like if you for no reason followed George Clooney back when he was on Roseanne, you know, and now he's freaking George Clooney. He was George on Roseanne? Clooney. Exactly. What? Exactly. Yes. I didn't even know George Clooney really? was on Roseanne either. Yeah, he was <laughs> He was her boss at the factory in the early, early, early episodes. I just know that schmuck that saw it, um, I was in a with, with the, the show uh, with oh, Friends um, with Nerds. What is bam, it? Bam, um, bam. Bazinga, whatever. Bazinga, thank you. Whatever they yes. that show was. I'm um, drawing a blank right now. Uh, how I Ruined Your Franchise. Ooh. Um, <laughs> no, you but talk- yeah, he was like DJ. He yeah, was like, he's talking about Big Bang Theory. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. And he was the, the girl, the Darlene's boyfriend or whatever. That's yeah. all I remember. It was yeah. like, he was Darlene's boyfriend. Well, the only, thing I, only thing I won't hate on Big Bang Theory for, because that's just like, it, that's lampooning nerd. That's the coonery of nerds, of, of nerdism right there, which and is a damn shame. Really but is. I will say they brought back my Bialik, where everyone was just like, "Why is she ain't working no more?" My Bialik was uh, Blossom. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And she let she she uh, stopped acting, quote, quit acting in Hollywood essentially to um, get her uh, degree. Yep, she is she is a uh, I think damn I want to say microbiology. It's not microbiology. It's like astrophysics. She's she's a physicist mm-hmm. or she's well she's a scientist. I don't remember the exact principle, mm-hmm. which is where I'm failing myself now. But she has a doctorate. They brought her back not only to act, but to be a, a consultant on the science they they they, they messed with. Oh, you stopped about. me in my tracks. I'm gonna say I guess that degree ain't paying off. She acted, but oh, you say you say she's a consultant. Yeah, <laughs> I eat those words. Yeah, she's, she's the she's the one that checks their science and makes sure they're not just like spouting BS. That is awesome. Yeah, every, that is everything awesome. else is BS. Mm-hmm. Though. Um, 
dude i had so much fun at this and i didn't expect to because naturally this is this is work for us yeah of course like we enjoy going to a couple of mm-hmm. a couple of cons when you go to like all of them or as many as possible it gets draining because it's part of the, very and i was lucky enough to meet up with some friends who were kind of in the same boat but together we saw we like introduced each other to different stuff because i see like similar stuff every year a mix sees similar stuff every year and we have different realms so when we do the uh these reports together mm-hmm. then you know we get you we get the give the audience a taste of different stuff Mm-hmm. But when we're there in person, we kind of just do our own thing. Mm-hmm. When I was there with my friends, um, one of which, if uh, anyone who's a long-time listener of the Geek Down will remember our our, uh, our former correspondent and just all-around awesome person, uh, Emily Hecht. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily, shout out to Emily. I hope she's listening. Probably not. Um, Emily's Emily was doing amazing things and left us to uh, continue her career in New York. She is now working for Valiant Comics. Mm. Yeah, for Valiant Comics, it was manning their booth and was uh, also working part time for uh, Marvel artist Sean Murphy. Nice. Yeah, and dude, she was like, she was like, she was somebody there. She had juice in a clipboard. No, you, know, well, you got a clipboard, yeah. you somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Emily's doing big things. Very proud of her. But mm-hmm. it was good to see her. Good to catch up a bit, and also roam the floor a little. And doing that also with my good friend Kato. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Kato too. Uh, who I think it was her first convention or her first um, like big convention, nice. and uh, dude helped to come out. It had this awesome uh, Domino costume. It's actually up on Instagram right now. You can check mm-hmm. us out on Instagram and see our cosplay photos at the Geek Down on Instagram. So hopefully check that out, dude. Mm-hmm. I had an awesome time. Besides Archer, I will highly recommend Ash vs Evil. Mm. Um, Dude, it, it was it was just it was just a damn good time. This That's is awesome. Yeah, uh, we got to see oh, dude Bruce Campbell. I was in. I, I was. I was almost in high fiving distance to Bruce Campbell. Oh, nice. You know, the, the press seats were still a little, you of know, course, a, a little bit away from the stage, but we were still right up there. Like if, if he if he had a if he if he had a little bit of phlegm and he cleared his throat and some spittle launched into the audience, it, it probably would have landed on me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how close I was. And unfortunately, yeah, no, unfortunately, we couldn't we couldn't get like the um, like the press opportunity right there because they all had to book it right after. Uh, but the new season of Ash vs Evil is looking good, um, dude. I am jazzed. They, they they had a lot of good stuff, a lot of fun stuff. There, we'll have a full report written up by Mix Macabre on the site, hopefully by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I I can't, I, dude. This one was thumbs up. This one was surprisingly thumbs up, because. Mm-hmm. New York Comic Con has had its problems in the past, and it seem, really seems like they're learning from their mistakes, and they're also paying attention to uh, the con-goer feedback, mm-hmm. which actually gives me hope for next uh, for next year's Comic Con. So NYCC, do proper thumbs up, and I applaud you for uh, for stepping it up this year. And that's awesome, man, because all the people that I know who, who hit up cons <coughs> constantly, they just do it as fun. They don't do it for work like we do. Mm-hmm. They all spoke very highly of this one. Yeah. They were just like, yo, you missed something special. Yes, you know what you missed? Man. You missed Tick Danger Boat. <sighs> Danger Boat is the new is mm. a new villain on mm. the live action mm. Tick on Amazon, the Tick. Mm. And they had mm. they built out a full on like boat. Like oh. it looked like that boat in that um in that Hulk Hogan um, you know, bad yes, Sunday afternoon yes, TV yes, show. Yes. They built this out and you could go in, you could take pictures, they had a whole thing you could do. And what what was dope about it is mm-hmm. I realized after the fact mm-hmm. that you can go in and play with the consoles and they hired an actor to be the voice of the of the boat. He's just commenting on different folks. You give him your name as you come in and he's just shouting you out. And not just shouting <laughs> you out, but he's like cracking off folks. Yeah. He's like, why do we have flip flops to a con? <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. 
and that was cool. And then as you go through, you can flip switches and interact with their screens and stuff, and you can mm-hmm. fabricate your own superheroes. You get a little printed out ID badge. I got nice. that. And I realized at the end, like what they do is um, you're working your way to this room where uh, you make a little animation for your villain, and it's you posing on the spinning uh, turntable they have there. Mm-hmm. And it's it makes an it makes like a, a GIF animation for them to put on the web for them to put on their website. I've seen a lot of those. Yeah, right? yeah, and you're that villain. What I didn't realize was they're slick with it mm-hmm. because as you're going around the inside playing at the consoles, you're just waiting in line, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it's just a clever way of waiting in line. And while you're waiting in line, you're hitting these switches and stuff, and it just feels powerful. You know, I'm <laughs> up here like I'm in an actual uh, sub. I'm hitting switches and things, and it feels good. And then when when I get to the touch screens and I'm making up my superhero, I'm just giving them my email information so they can send me like their newsletters and stuff. <laughs> the whole thing was genius, but you know what? I didn't care. It was good. And then they had one uh, one uh, joystick where you press the button and it fires missiles on the screen. And I'm just like, I'm bombing North Korea. Take this, uh, 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 Kim Jong <laughs> up yours, Kim Jong. You know, man, it was it was fun, and then I got the little animation. They gave me a poncho at the end. It was all right. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was one of the things that made this year's New York Comic Con a thumbs up. But That's now I'm gonna up, kick man. it over to just Johnny. I yep. can't wait for you to tell me what the deal is, Johnny. Yes, sir. I'm just to the point where I'm speaking really slow. Yep. Because I can't wait. There's so, a, let me just stop. He's trying not to drool himself, <laughs> himself yo. Well, speaking of waiting, uh, this is like a uh, big giant movie review for a very big giant movie because yes, it's it is. almost mm-hmm. three hours long. Yeah, dude, Hold on, you're talking time. Titanic long? Uh, we're talking Titanic long, mm. man. Oh. You're in for the long haul. So I prepared before watching it. So, uh, he drank so much water. <laughs> talking about Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Uh, I watched it earlier today. And before I even went uh, went to the theater, I knew it was a long movie, so I <laughs> ate beforehand. <laughs> and I went to Starbucks, got myself a coffee, and I went oh, in the theater. I had, had the coffee right in front of me. I did not leave that seat until I did not go for you know a pee break yeah. at all. I yeah, was there a, for the he full had a three hours. Wired down set. his leg to uh, a bottle tied around his ankle. <laughs> that is dedication. <laughs> I'd have been like. I'm just have to skip out this whole middle section of my review. I got to go. Right. I, I knew I knew what I was in for. I knew All right. What I was in for. So so Blade Runner 2049. You're talking about the uh, this is the follow up to the original Blade Runner this movie. This is the, the never expected follow up mm-hmm. to a cult classic film. Mm-hmm. So the original Blade Runner was not successful. It mm-hmm. was actually kind of a little bit confusing uh, little to watch. Bit. It's one of those movies that yeah, <laughs> definitely have to watch multiple times. Mm-hmm. And the definitive version didn't even come out until, what, like DVD, yeah. uh, early yeah. days of DVD, where yeah. the director's cut mm-hmm. uh, was Which is even longer. standard. And longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I legit read the book in order for me to at least remotely understand. Well, that's the thing. Yes. The book, I, I, I've read the book. I love the book. Me the too. book is very different from the movie. Mm-hmm. Why is it so different though? The book was dope, and the book is like wall to wall ass whoopings. And mm-hmm. this dude, like Decker, was gangster. Yep. And then in the movie, well, you know, I, I think he might be a replicant. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh no, he ambushed me and by this truck, and I'm getting slapped. <laughs> oh no. Okay, well, I, 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 got, I lucked out, and someone, someone <laughs> saved my ass. So I'm gonna really talk. <laughs> oh yeah. So, oh, sorry, chief. Sorry. Yeah. This uh, is a folded paper animal. That's beautiful. The, the, <laughs> The uh, Blade Runner movies are not, um, they're not action flicks. These are definitely not action flicks. They're, yeah. mm-hmm. they're almost like, um, they're philosophical movies. Kind of mm-hmm. like Alien, mm-hmm. 
Not Covenant. What was the one before that? Prometheus. Uh, Prometheus, yes. Oh, yeah, kind of like yeah, Prometheus, how Prometheus was very... Garbage? Uh, yes, I know. It was no, not garbage. Not Prometheus it was, was a really good movie. It, it was, was a good movie. It was, it was really good. good. Prometheus really good. Was, was farm fresh garbage no, It was a good movie that made you fresh really squeeze. contemplate and think about right. it. Yes. It was, it was the thinkers. Water. Alien. Ass water. It was like an alien light. That's right. Tell him, Johnny. No, no, well, you know people how, want you know how, too much Alien. Mm -hmm. you know, they want a lot of it because it was the big return of Alien. And mm -hmm. it didn't, all right, we're okay, not talking you, you about know how Prometheus. You slips that goo out of a dumpster <laughs> after it's rained and yeah. through the garbage. That that was that was Prometheus. Right. So continue, sir. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I don't even know when the original one launched, but this uh, is like nineteen eighty two. What thirty years later, right? Oh yes. Um, I, I, I did get checked out. This takes place. This place. This takes place uh, thirty years after the first uh, Blade Runner movie. Movie, yep. which takes place in 2019. Yeah. Yes. Just a couple years from now, so uh, Herb, get ready. Woo! <laughs> so, uh, 30 years after the events of... Um, I, I, I kind of want to steer clear of spoilers here, but mm -hmm. uh, you kind of do need to watch the first... Uh, Blade Runner movie in order to fully understand the things that are going on in this movie. Now, well, I thought that was a failing because this is an intricate story, but it's all it, it it's also reliant on stuff that took place a long time ago. It is so yes. most of the generations that are really into this stuff now would have would, would go in and be lost like half of the plot of this movie. The potential they do bring up uh, they do bring up the past and they do sort of go over it. So you have to be you can understand it, you can follow it without watching the first one, but you have to be very alert and you have to pay attention and you have to go and get a coffee <laughs> and, <laughs> and strap in and keep your eyes peeled because there's a yeah. lot of information that's going to go mm -hmm. and none of it is irrelevant all of it is going to be used and they actually um they do this multiple times throughout this film where they'll uh hint or sort of make uh make almost like a glancing comment uh, uh about something and then they bring it up again later on mm -hmm. into more depth and they and they show the significance of what they just casually mentioned earlier in the film and they do that uh a bunch of times within within this movie, mm -hmm. and they do it. I, I believe they do it in a very awesome, interesting way. Uh, and throughout the movie, you're following this uh, main this main character who is a Blade Runner, just like the first movie. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, K. 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 Uh, yeah. Agent yeah, K played with a by, bunch of numbers. Well, yeah, Agent yeah. K. Played by Ryan Gosling. Played by Ryan Gosling, right. uh, and he's. Going through and just like the the first movie, uh, what? Why did I miss? I don't know. Jay just cracked up for no reason. Oh, okay. Uh, just like the first movie. It out for, he's, he's like, oh, I'm Herb. I think Herb said he was hot. That's why I just laughed. Uh, what? Uh, wow. Okay. All they, right. He said awful. Okay. Yeah. Learning more about DJ Herbert Herb today. Yeah. So they go through right right from the beginning. They talk. They sort of introduce this notion of replicants, who they are. Uh, the and this is right off rip. You know that Ryan Gosling, unlike the first movie, he is a replicant, but he's a yeah. new model. He's different. He's way more obedient than what you saw in the original movie, mm. and he's way more understanding, but they still show you what the older models were like on the original movie because the very first, the you know, in the very beginning minutes of the movie, he's confronting an old model replicant. So you you immediately start to understand these elements, and this is kind of why you don't need to watch the old movie. Mm, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you there, but I do I do like that point, though, yep. because in the first movie, it was very much like replicants. Who are they? Where can they be? Is Decker a replicant, even? We don't know. We have, we have no idea. And the whole... 
um, so society situated around these secret replicants that were just kind of like seated amongst the people that remained on Earth. And this movie does away with all that. Where in the future we know these are replicants. Almost everybody's a replicant because uh, every all, all the humans with any amount of money have already have left the planet. Mm, and yep. um, it's actually explained in a series of shorts why. Uh, all the humans are gone and the replicants are in the situation they're in right now you can watch them free online it's actually kind of cool but um i like that they're not uh doing the whole is a human is a human versus the replicants thing is it like a man versus machine type of set like nothing like that and that they acknowledge the different generations of replicants because realistically this is years later there's no reason for there to only be one type of replicant. Yep, and you know, and there's, you know one type of model, and mm-hmm. and certainly they they even identified like the they gave weight to the situations that happened mm-hmm. in the original. Uh, major catastrophic things happened. They sort of they mention it right in this movie. Yep, they show it in the shorts. That's that's one of the benefits. Ah, okay. Of, I, I need um, to watch those shorts. To, yeah, they're free to online. Ah, oh, I, sh- I should definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah, so th- so they mention major things that happen in the world in the years prior, and then they show it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the character travels to many different locations, many different vistas, mm-hmm. and these vistas are gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful stuff. We're yes, talking... very pretty. Very pretty. And... and and nothing else. They're remote, they're vast, there's no music to emphasize, there's no... Immersion, so much immersion. It was was kinda like, so it was the caliber of Mad Max style visuals, that caliber of very interesting, very fantastic looking, but without the action. Without the action, without the uh, drama, without the uh, audio, Without the interests, without the care for the audience, without the interesting well, storytelling. By audio, you mean it didn't have a kicking soundtrack. Uh, it had <laughs> it had a, a very major lack of music, a, a backing yeah. soundtrack. We were talking about this before the show. That was actually one of my complaints: the lack of um, anything but ambient audio. And by ambient audio, I mean the one trumpet blasting for like a minute nonstop, and then emptiness. And so many scenes where it's just dialogue and silence, or silence and silence. Yeah, there there mm. is uh, electronic music, uh, a very sort of uh, bass-heavy, gritty, uh, sort of suiting the setting and suiting the world itself. There mm. is some of it here and there, but most of it is, as you said, bass-heavy, uh, almost disturbing bass, bassy sounds mm. that are meant to be there for atmosphere and immersion than it is to... Um, They're meant to be there for annoyance and pretension and not really for... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. It's, it's, it's true. I had okay. such a big problem with the first hour of this movie. It got really good and won me over, but the first hour is tough. Like the first hour. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, not a, it's not a short stint. Like yeah, I, I was, yeah. I was seriously wondering. Like this was my problem with the first Blade Runner too, which um, is just an issue in general with the type of sci-fi I like versus the type of sci-fi Johnny likes. What resonates with us, me, it's more action-oriented. With you, it's more, I guess, story-heavy. Hold on, hold on. You are a Star Trek fan. Of course. This should be right in line with you, man. No that stuff way, is boring. Man. No. Ah, what? That's right. How That's dare right. you? There you go. 
No, what? Mm. Where, how, where do you get up? Okay, this has been the Geek Down. I want to thank you all for joining us with the last appearances. How dare you, man? No, Star Trek is dope. Uh, and if you're talking about the original series, yeah, those episodes, th- th- those kind of dragged on a bit. I can I can see that, but they still had things like uh, William Shatner, you know, was co- was corny for a reason. You know, Spock was like, oh, it was extra rigid and stuff for a reason. And I also noticed going back and watching those, Bones was kind of racist. Like they just they just I, I, I kind of that went over 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 my head as a kid. But yeah. This dude, like every episode, he throws in a random like comment, like, "Did he just say that?" And then they change the scene real quick. <laughs> um, okay, but uh, this movie wasn't really as action uh, oriented as I was ready for, as I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not that the first movie was, but the book definitely was. The book definitely had solid action scenes, and it was very different from the original movie that was that was presented by Ridley Scott back in '82. Mm-hmm. And this movie, I'm um, uh, 2049 now, uh, took that um really took from that like took that damn it grabbed that baton and ran with it yep. you know um this is, is, is there more... a book that follows this newer storyline no this okay. is this is brand new and original so this is this is an, uh, an expansion on the universe an expansion on the story and yeah uh, it's, the, it's the the utmost level of fan fiction yeah and you definitely get the most out of this movie by watching the first one mm-hmm. because you're definitely going to know the significance of a lot of things that happen, the, the things that they mentioned earlier on uh, that happen in this world. You're going to understand the world better. You're going to understand the prior events better. You're, uh, you're just going to understand everything better. So it is a sequel that you do need to watch the before one's on but you know in today's day i mean we have avengers one two three and in order to fully understand those you have to watch the iron man's yeah, and the spider man's each individual and movie so it's yeah, not so. that it's not that out of the out of the ordinary for audiences now yep. yeah but it's still kind of a big ask when you consider that they're going to sit through a 30 year old movie not like something uh. that came yeah, dude. A 30 year old uh, movie me, that stands the test of time. No, it does exactly. not. Exactly. That's what no, I'm saying. Like, the, the effects do, the story does not. And to refresh myself, I went back and watched the original Blade Runner before uh, checking out 2049. And story wise, like, it is tough. It's a the, different. The, the effects yeah. are, uh, are, are like. Are above, but the effects can stand like toe to toe with this one, and both are extremely beautiful. I will definitely give them that. But the story back then was even slower, and that movie's shorter than this. The story yeah. back then was even slower than than uh, this new one. Yep, and I think that's something audiences should definitely be prepared for before they go in. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's yeah. a big ask. I hear what you're saying. I don't think it's a big ask. I mean, if if you care about the material you're ingesting. With your eyes and your ears, but okay, you, it's not a big ask. Like it's not a big ask to tell somebody you might want to watch the first Blade Runner in order for you to catch a second Blade Runner. Exactly for the reason what you said, Jardy. It's a it's a movie that's there to test of time. Um, I hear what you're saying about the nuances, but if you care about it, man, put in the work and go watch it. Yeah. Like just just watch the first one, then go see the second one. Be forewarned that it's three, it's three hours. You're gonna give it three hours. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But I just, I just feel that it's like I think we we're I mean we're in a situation where we're demanding more mm-hmm. from our prequels and our sequels and and movies that reach back to our nostalgia. We're demanding more. We don't want to be watered down, but at the same time, we want it to be accessible to everybody. Um, anybody who's not willing to give anything, I feel that some of these movies you have to have to give some. You have to give something. So for me, if I have to give up. Two hours of some change for me to watch the first Blade Runner, or for me to be able to greatly appreciate um, 2049, then I should do it. It's not a and, big ask. Yeah, and, and it does do that. It does take, it does uh, 
it does have a better, more interesting, and more convoluted convoluted and nuanced story there for you because it is leveraging the old material. So there's mm-hmm. way more substance there to dig into mm-hmm. and bite into and, and to sort of wrap your head around. Now, this is not a passive movie. You mm-hmm. have to be very active while mm-hmm. watching this movie because there is a lot of things going on when there is not much. <laughs> there, there are scenes that have a lot of things going on, and then there are scenes as that are, Pat no, identified. Are, not, not a goddamn <laughs> thing. Is not much going on. Yeah, not much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like there, if you don't see the original, there are some scenes that are going to completely flabbergast you. This is true, mm-hmm. and those are the scenes I do notice. Those are the scenes where it really seems like they were probably pandering to the hardcore fans. Uh, that real that were that really slowed down the flow of it. That really uh, mm. were tough to get through. Like there's one character you meet, and he does progress the story, but they don't really introduce him. He's just kind of like there, and he was he was a, um, not a major major, but a big character, a significant character in the 1982 Blade Runner. If you haven't seen that, you have no idea why they just randomly go to this one dude, and then <laughs> he's got information, and then they're out. Like, you know, if, 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 if you do know who he is, there's a couple of Easter eggs they throw in where it's like, oh, yeah, and he's, uh, yeah, yeah. But if you don't, yeah, it's like some random, you know, seriously, it's like, <laughs> it's not even like Mr. Universe where, oh, he became vital to the sun. No, he just had some information. They barely introduced him. They just go, he's there. They did, a, did that a few times, and a few things really, um, uh, 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 really spoon fed the uh, the fan service mm-hmm. uh, to audiences. So if anyone wasn't a hardcore fan, even if you've seen the originals, but you weren't that into them, mm-hmm. you know, some scenes that are some poignant scenes yeah. will just be completely lost on you, and it might make the story a little less coherent. Am I right? Yeah, I, you are right, and a lot. It, some of these scenes where there's nothing really going on, and it, it it's just sort of camera showing. Mm-hmm. big landscapes and big environments that look beautiful uh, a lot of that also does tell story without actually telling story it's sort of showing mm-hmm. the story mm-hmm. uh, so in that particular area I, I think you're talking about it's you know you see just a set of landscape that just gives you tons of questions because they're if you're familiar with you know our our world and how it operates there used to be a city there and now there is no city yeah. there and why the hell everything all vacant why the hell is the snow gray why the hell that full that, that, that 40 foot tall purple woman naked yep <laughs> yeah yep i was not complaining about that part though uh, that, uh yep. um the underground societies uh like re- rebel uprisings that are like quiet revolt uh, revolution quiet revolutions quiet revolutions uh, there was a lot of things that really i mean I- i'm talking a lot of mess about it but uh what it comes down to is i am giving this a thumbs up i did <laughs> like this movie and besides the really awkward performances yeah. of um jared leto who i'm not hating on i really feel like he's trying to get he's trying to uh, regain some karma from that messed up um uh, joker performance in suicide squad <sighs> that messed up joke Oscar, the Oscar winning Suicide Squad. Yeah. Please continue. Man. From they makeup. have an Oscar. There's no From justice. Makeup. There they have an Oscar. What makeup. justice? But <laughs> I really feel like he's trying He's trying to get back into the groove of, no, I'm a serious actor. Remember, hey, remember, um, uh, not Civil Lines, what was it? it? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, with, uh, with Matthew McConaughey. 
Well, he plays like uh, the, remember, the, remember uh, 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 the the, the dy- how? He, he, Why? he played Dallas like Buyers Club. Yes, yeah, thank you. Uh, like, remember Dallas Buyers Club? I was in that. I was saying, ha ha, me. Oscar, Oscar, because he yeah. got one for that. Yes, right? he did. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so he's really trying to get out by really immersing himself in these roles. And there was all these BS stories about how he practiced being blind for a week. And it's like, yeah, okay, cool. But you probably just closed your eyes and they made it a new story. <laughs> Jeez, you know? But it's like, besides that, the movie was beautiful. Yes. Like visually mm-hmm. stunning. I would recommend checking this out if you can sit through it. If you can like, uh, if you can stomach it, see it in IMAX. IMAX 3D. This was this was like mm. this was on par with uh, my first impression of Doctor Strange. Wow! Just, just yeah, so, such a Word. beautiful, such beautiful visuals, man. That is high praise. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd compare it to. Uh, uh, that Christopher Nolan space one Inception, Inse- not Inception, the space one. Um, Interstellar, Interstellar. Interstellar. Yes. Oh. yes, okay, yeah. Because that one I saw in IMAX. Okay, yeah, yeah it, it looks, looks phenomenal. Great. Yeah, it, no, good, good, uh, good, good comparison. And I mean, I, I would recommend you take that first hour with a grain of salt. Hey, maybe you go in for the first five, ten minutes, get the story, and then maybe you go get popcorn. You know, the lines coffee. Will, it gets coffee. Get too. coffee. Definitely get coffee. Yeah, the lines will have slimmed out a bit. You know, take your time. Walk down the aisle. Explore the artwork in the theater, and then go back. And then that last hour and a half, hour and forty-five minutes of the movie, <laughs> um, you will enjoy yourself. I I wouldn't say cut out on anything, but definitely get a coffee. Stay alert and pay attention to everything. And there's a lot there to consume. And it gobble it all up if you like seeing these beautiful vistas and landscapes. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, and some this, moves. Yeah, I mean, this, me, this, this wasn't like this uh, wasn't this wasn't Joanna Cassidy, you know, running through the glass, and then uh, you know, <laughs> in, 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 in the clear in the clear raincoat. Yes, yes. Um, but you know, it was enough. It was yeah. For me, this this movie, it seems like it's going to be at a masterpiece level. I still have to, I need to wow. stew on it for a bit, mm-hmm. but right now I'm you thinking masterpiece it, level. I do that. have to chew on it. He I'm said chew. masterpiece. Masterpiece. He yeah. Ma- he's going to he's going to masticate on this masterpiece. I am going to masticate all over the place on this masterpiece. <laughs> I really hope you know what that means. Cause <laughs> I don't know what that means. Masticate means to chew, dude. Ah, that's what I meant. <laughs> okay, so what do you say? Thumbs up, definitely up. <laughs> all right, so two thumbs up. <laughs> just, like, just like the, the grandpa with the Viagra. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay, herb, so herb, edit this out in post, man. Uh, Wrap this up in post, B. Okay, so anyone who's still listening, this has been the Geek Down here on WMF. I've been Pat B. I want to thank JM the Philip Priest. Peace, peace. I want to thank Just Johnny. Yo. I want to thank DJ Herbie Herb. Yay. And I want to thank you. Uh, this has been an awesome episode. You can watch us and catch all the previous episodes on twitch.tv slash thegeekdown or on our YouTube channel. If you search The Geek Down on YouTube, we're usually the first, oh, excuse me, uh, uh, um, uh, result that comes up, you can get all the uh, rev- all the reviews there, the interviews, all the fun stuff that happens in between. It's all posted there. Also on SoundCloud, check for us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. View our pictures on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on Facebook. All the good stuff. And um, dude, if you go to Geek dash down dot com you can actually check out our shenanigans on the proper site and in the about section get links to all the uh different social medias i mentioned before now hopefully you'll check us out next time but until then be excellent to each other peace peace peace
updates of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York. It's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation. Get legal. CanacareDocs.com.